1: Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now, let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. As always, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery. Check them out uh, every Tuesday for trivia and Thursday for bingo. And coming up soon, head over to their Facebook page. And join them for their tenth anniversary. I'm gonna try and be there. Uh, I don't have the exact date on me, but it's a uh, it's on an event page over on their Facebook. So go check them out. What are you drinking today, bud?
2: Uh, Daddy's money. Um, we already recorded the the fantasy nice. uh, fantasy goon show, and so I actually had a couple of Yodelay blues during that. Ooh. So uh, nice.
1: so you know
2: so I you know I got the I got the wide array today. I'm even finishing up this bad boy, but. For the sake nice. of you know, for the sake of the 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 pod, I cracked open the new one too because I'm you know I'm gonna ko nice. this one pretty quickly. So
1: yeah, I I got that uh, that burrow blonde, just an all time classic. What um, you think? But I ain't today- got you think I ain't got a Burrow blonde <laughs> handy, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> today we have obviously got news in and outside the boards. Our main topic we're talking about the goalie carousel. We got games of the week. We got a joke of the week update and much, much more. Um, check us out on Patreon. I get all the bits a little bit early and check us out on Twitch where you can find uh, us gaming. We've been doing a lot of gaming uh, it's hidden, uh, as the night of recording, which will be a couple about two days ago from the release date. Uh, I got my capture card set up. Uh, I'll be playing some Star Wars. I think Brandon's going to join me for the first time. Uh, and that means we're one step closer to getting our Seattle Kraken Uh game up and running, Uh, not Seattle Kraken. It's a Seattle game because neither of our team's neighbors are the Kraken.
2: Right, um, the tsunami. We'll get
1: into that. Later It'll a be a tsunami
2: game. Yeah. is what it will be. Uh, I
1: don't tsunami vs. renegades. Uh yeah, yeah, dumb name,
2: dumb name, dumb team name, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm and, and I'm I'm really excited to get you know out there to our tw- Twitch audience to prove to them that hey, I am in fact real. Bobby's not just made up some yeah. guy <laughs> that he does a podcast with. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a real life. I'm a I'm a real boy. I'm like a I'm like Pinocchio. Of the uh, of the Twitch world, it, you know,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh but all right. How are you this week, dude? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, doing good. Just uh, you know, lots of good football. Always good to see you know Bama go down. We'll talk a little bit about that, obviously. Um, yep, yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. You know, yep.
2: just hanging hanging around the house. You know, not not doing a whole lot. Just you know, just chillaxing enjoying this cooler weather that we're getting. Um it's getting cooler and I'm soon enough I'll be complaining about it.
1: So uh you know I'm I'm
2: excited I'm excited about that. Yeah. What about you big dog? How you yeah. been
1: doing? Uh going great. You know, uh fantasy hockey has started. Uh fantasy basketball has started. I didn't get the draft but I got my boy call Anthony Towns on auto draft and so that means I don't have to change my team name from the, the Cats Eye I mean, Pub is still Good and we go. play
2: and we play each other week one, brother. So I'm sorry, yeah. my team is yeah. it's stout. It's stout. I'm not taking another second. Mine place is not. I'm.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm coming in and with a injury already on Lamar. Uh, Lamar Ball is already or. Le'Veon Lamar, ball, the ball. You got ball Lamar.
2: Lamar's the dad. Lamar's not.
1: Lamar. Lamar is going to destroy oh. <laughs> everyone. So and then go ahead and give me the championship already.
2: It makes sense that he comes in injured since he's like
1: <laughs> 70. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but all right, um, let's do a quick fit check. I'm rocking that Guinness uh, hockey sweater. One of my favorite. Nice, nice, nice. Couldn't tell what oh, I was. love this thing. Finally pulled it out of the closet. And oh. uh, just went- a uh, Carhartt Preds hat.
2: Yeah, there you go, man. I mean, you're you're fixing to go and you know work on the farm in that bad boy, dude. That thing that thing looks warm yeah. from the
1: top of your head. Uh, while I getting, with, yeah. while getting drunk, uh, drinking some Guinness.
2: <laughs> I I, uh, I went with my with my boy, the USA Charles Barkley jersey today. Uh, you know, just in celebration of him signing this big you know new contract with TNT. Um, and not uh you know we don't watch a lot of NBA regular season, but I think we can both agree. That that particular sportscast and mid-game analyst team, oh. best in the business, right? I mean, easy yes. money,
1: best in the business. Yes. Uh, TNT struck gold with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you pay them, you I pay mean, those guys whatever they want. I think they locked all four of them up. They just have such a good chemistry. It's something we've lost. It. it, it it's very reminiscent of old school sports coverage. You know, where it was just a bunch of guys sitting up there, you know, giving an opinion. Everybody's too scared to make a crazy call or you got to make the craziest call ever. So yeah, yeah, love, love those boys. So Yeah,
1: I would say very very much that but also very much a, an original one of its own kind thing that uh people should This is this. Th- that team that basketball on TNT uh uh coverage is something that people will look back uh on in the future and say that is like that is what you should aim for because that to me is a first of its kind with that group with that that chemistry that those guys have that shack and Barkley hat like that is that is what you want because yeah. they know what they're talking about they're entertaining and they don't you know they don't they don't do what don't Don not the- did which was they don't popular because the- you have bad takes
2: they don't take themselves too seriously and i think that that's a, that's a yeah. big, that's a big loss in the sports world is everybody takes themselves so seriously i mean us especially bobby we take ourselves so seriously uh, <laughs> that we that we can't even get through the fit check without having a real live discussion on sp- the merits of sports broadcasting. So uh, to finish up my fit check, <laughs> uh, I got the, uh, you know, Nordiques hat <laughs> oh, yeah, on. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I got the Nordiques hat on. You know, it's hockey season. Um, Wayne Gretzky recently came out and said uh, that, uh, you know, a couple of cities that, you know, Kansas City maybe one that should get hockey and Houston maybe should get hockey. After Quebec City, though, he mm. said. So uh, bring it. Bring it back, baby. Bring the beach Hundred percent.
1: I thought you were going to say that he was going to, but um, uh, that Quebec City was going to be at the bottom of that list. I was like, "Come on, man!" Now, no. no. Uh, but all right, let's hop into let's hop into some news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's
0: time for news from inside the boards.
1: The NHL ends the its investigation into the Ann Cole uh, sexual uh, assault uh, situation after not being able to find the victim. Um, you know, this is one of those situations that it's hard to comment on without having more information than we do. I am very much of the uh, mindset of believe victims, uh, believe what they have to say, and i don't I'm not gonna say I necessarily was one hundred percent certain that Nicocole did this because I don't have the evidence, but i in my head why why just come out to this guy and so the n h l said that they could not con they could not uh find this anonymous source um uh, so therefore they are closing the investigation. I understand that is not that this is not a perfect situation. You know the NHL's hands are tied. You can't find the victim, and that's very unfortunate. You know whether or not it was because the victim decided not to come forward for any re- for whatever reason, or that someone threatened the victim. It you know the NHL can only go as far as they couldn't investigate it any further. Um, so they've reinstated Ann Cole. Um, I don't think this is the end of this, uh, of the this uh, of now, this situation. Now, but as far we... as the NHL is concerned, he is back
2: when we discussed it last time, I thought it was the lightnings decision to
1: suspend him from hockey. Was it the NHL? He got suspended by the light. Well, he got suspended, but I think it was like a part Like they worked together. Like the NHL had, has to investigate it. And, the, sure, and sure. Tampa, it was more of like a, I, I, I'm assuming that it was Tampa suspended him at the request of the NHL. I, I don't, I don't know the inner workings. I'm just going off of, the NHL released a statement today um, or yesterday about the situation. So um, yeah, I mean, someone, whether it was Tampa or the NHL,
2: definitely something um, we've brought up. So, I mean, you definitely want to keep, keep updated on it, but uh, I, I'm, I'm more like you, uh, you know, we've, I don't think that we placed any judgment anywhere. You know, if, if something's happened, yeah. something's wrong that's happened, it should be, it should be dealt with. And, hockey is a privilege. It is not a right. Uh, but again, again, you can't, uh, you know, you gotta, you got an anonymous source and nobody to corroborate that. Uh, I mean, in everybody's eyes, Ian Cole at this point has done nothing wrong. You know, I mean, anybody, anybody can say something. So I, I'm, I'm right on point with you. Hopefully, you know, hopefully this is a uh you know i'm just not you know hey this didn't happen or you know i was influenced or whatever you hope it's not anything uh, foul play but uh but definitely fair of us to a lot of times something'll happen we'll bring up the bad this guy got suspended and then you know nobody follows up on it and, <laughs> and kind of you know kind of yeah. keeps with uh with the with the track of things so uh uh i think that ends our our serious section, right? Oh, wait. Next, next up is pretty serious as well. So, <laughs> uh,
1: to Tyler Bertuzzi uh, on IR for four to six weeks. That's a big loss for a Detroit team that was that is towards the end of its rebuild, and I would even say past its rebuild into its uh, whatever you would call post rebuild built free success built. Yeah, they're built, <laughs> um, and, and they're ready um but this is definitely a big hit to them uh and, and that and that's sad to see uh hopefully he comes back you know a little bit sooner Or what was it a, what, what do you know what kind of injury it was <sighs> I did. Yeah, absolutely. If you wouldn't have asked me the question, I would have,
2: uh, I would have had the answer to that. Absolutely. Uh, but let me give you a real answer to that and not just stall for time until I can find the answer. If I continue to talk slowly enough, people will think, oh, he found it so quickly right on time. Uh, I am pulling it up now everybody everybody calm down um uh, yeah the 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 NHL is very very detailed with their information as you know Bobby um I will I will be able to yeah. tell you that it is from his hip up somewhere he is hurt his upper body <laughs> has caught cool. the caught the injury cool. so it could be a fingernail it could be <laughs> his eye was stabbed out
1: Always, yeah. And don't worry. I'll edit out that 30 minutes of silence while you look that up. Uh, um, it was Oh, <laughs> my God. There was no silence. I kept it going. I kept the track going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the IIHF drops its doping case against Nikuskin of the Avalanche. Uh, this is from a sample he gave in 2013. Um, they were, it's pretty long, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah, man. That, that thing's got to uh, be degraded you know, by
2: now, right? I mean, the the sample's got to be degraded by now. At this point, I would be like, that's not Uh, mine. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a sample he gave in 2013. The uh, World Anti-Doping Agency obtained a sample in 2019 from the closed Moscow lab and that a banned substance was found when it was reanalyzed. This is already sketchy. The phrase... A closed Moscow lab is a scary sentence. (laughs) I don't want to know what's going on in those Moscow labs. Yeah. With hockey um, players DNA.
2: Yeah. They're trying. They're definitely. This is like one of those 100%. They're trying to clone hockey players, right? That's not. We're not questioning that. Trying to create a super soldier. But exactly. A su- yeah. A super hockey player that, you know, this is where all of the military funds from Russia have been siphoned off into, is yeah. into each of the oligarchs' ownerships of hockey teams where they have their science labs?
1: Uh, yeah, oh, I shit. Mean, They've been waiting yeah. for winter to come so they can just skate into Ukraine.
2: 2013. You know, imagine like uh you know, you have a nine year career in something and then they're like, We got gotcha. <laughs> You're
1: done you're done. You remember in twenty well, thirteen? That's yeah that's Well they we said had. this would yeah. They said this would have had uh yeah, they said this would have had zero effect on his NHL career and only <laughs> on his uh effect in junior league. But like He's aged out of that. Okay. He's no longer. So it would have nothing.
2: Imagine <laughs> telling an NHL player with an, with a Stanley cup victory, we're going to take all of your <laughs> juniors awards away. Like he's probably, it's not, this isn't even a Reggie Bush situation where we're going to take away your Heisman, which is like a big deal. Uh, it's like, Hey, you know, you know, all of those things that are not even professional level of, of your league. We're going to take those away. He's like, I don't even remember what I had. I, I, uh, I, but to speak real hockey though, I do have an actual answer for you on the Bertuzzi. Uh, I probably should have just read after, instead of just seeing the four to six weeks, but he actually attempted to block a puck with his right hand. Uh, and so he caught a
1: wrist. So that's a, Hey, that's a, that's a, that's a gutsy play right there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Someone well, should teach him how to catch. You don't catch with your wrist. You catch with your, uh, with your palm. Yeah, but I not he's probably
2: uh, not trying mm-hmm. to catch it. He's probably not trying to catch it. He's he probably trying to catch COVID. <laughs> that's what he's
1: trying to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, one game suspension for high sticking. Did you see it? Uh, I think uh, you saw you watched the video on it. I did not see it. How bad was it? Yeah,
2: I mean, he tried, he like, uh, it wasn't like, a, oh, the thing popped up and, you know, caught the guy in the eye. It looked like he tried to hit him in the face with the stick. So uh, I'm not sure how the one minute Yikes. or uh, the one game will be, I'm pretty sure the one game will be upheld. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I would say go yeah, look at uh, it a little later.
1: The league called it, yeah. A, yeah, I'll look at it. Uh, but uh, the league called it an intentional stick swing toward an opponent that makes high contact. Oh, right man. then and there, an intentional stick swing should be more than one game. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know? it
2: didn't, it didn't like catch dude in the face. It like mostly got the chest area and like kind of bumped into his chin, it looked like. But I mean, it looked like he like dropped his hand and like bat swung it, you know, at him. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, yeah. it wasn't like, uh, oh, this accidentally happened. I mean, you know, those, those high sticks are unfortunate. And sometimes they're more intentional than they're not. Uh, but you know, usually it's not a okay. Let me just bat you in the face with with this with this hockey stick, yeah. uh, and pretty clear. I mean, it wasn't like it was off the play. He had just made a play on the goal, so you're very much at the center of the uh, of attention in in this section. So. Uh, He's appealing it. Yeah, I'm guessing that the appeal is not going to go so hot. They may be like, "Hey, you're appealing this, and you're right. This should be at least three games.
1: <laughs> We're going to actually give you." Yeah, a couple what is more. wild is that I've I've always seen that like the time it takes like once you appeal it, it usually takes like four or five days to get into your appeal. Like I've never understood the appealing of one game. Like by the time you get into the office, you've just you've you could have already served your one game. Well, no. While you're waiting to, unless appe- he's just trying to get his forty-two thousand. Well, while
2: you're waiting to appeal, uh, you get to play. So if it's overturned, uh, I guess it
1: depends like on that. the severity. Because I know, because I know, like with, with like you know, like head hits and stuff, like uh, intentional, like like uh, with head hits, that is not the case.
2: Generally, um, appeals. So you don't would, yeah, generally, appeals would would allow you to play. And maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. And it's because just I know, know when like um, Tom
1: Wilson had like had like a 12 game suspension, he wanted to appeal it. He I appealed think- it at like four games in and he missed four games.
2: I think, but I uh, think they said, yeah, it's, it's probably like, man, it, you know, uh, we could probably ask uh, Kamala Harris about these mandatory minimums, but it's probably one of those situations <laughs> where uh, <laughs> uh, it's probably one of those situations where he's a multi-time offender. And so it's an automatic, yeah. Hey, even if you're brought into this office, whether or not, no matter what we find, you get four games, no matter what, um, or it could be that the uh, that the NHL doesn't know what they're doing sometimes, which is also super highly possible. Uh, I mean, Gary Bettman, yeah. uh, I forget who it was, but he didn't know the name to a like a pretty big time superstar. Do you remember this? This was pretty recently that he's sitting no, there and he's calling the guy the wrong name. Uh, you, If you want to move us into
1: outside the NHL, I'm going to try to find that because that was like, wow. Uh. Oh, I'm typing in right now. Oh, uh, yeah, you find that uh, while we move into outside the NHL. Oh, wait. Now that you know wait, so it is not yet time to move on to outside the NHL. Uh, while you look that up, the bread man giveth. Uh, oh, sorry. Our Tim temp- Panarin is the fastest Ranger to 10 points in four games. I'm um, just an. Absolute beast. Um, it is good to see that you know, uh, you know, they I hope he actually followed up on that offer for all you know the free vodka he can get in that town.
2: Yeah, so that's a lot. I mean,
1: New York is a place uh, where you can get a lot of vodka.
2: <laughs> yeah, obviously, I would love to. I mean, if he didn't, then that means there's some open vodka that you were planning on getting rid of that you have currently not. And we'll take I don't it. I want to. I don't want to say that Pucks Out Podcast likes to do research uh, on things, but we will definitely research your vodka lab, sir. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
1: uh, but all right, now we will switch to outside the uh, NHL.
0: Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. <laughs>
1: Down goes Bama. I mean, this is a absolute amazing day for college football fans. Alabama has lost. However, I think this might be a monkey paw situation, my friend. <laughs> the team who beat them might be the, the the team nobody wanted them to beat them. The Tennessee Volunteers, who, in my opinion, one of the most annoying fan bases. I listen. I have very close friends, very close family members who are UT fans. This is an annoying fan base. Maybe not as annoying as Bama, but an annoying fan base. So, while Bama loses, UT wins and you know what? They earned it. UT fans enjoy your amazing victory. Um, don't let it go to your head, although I know it's already too late. It's already <laughs> gone there. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you're happy. I know as an Auburn fan, you're you know, you're ecstatic.
2: Always excited to see uh Bama go down uh but also on top of that, for getting fanhood for getting everything you know watching that game that was a phenomenal that was football was a good game. game that's a game that'll go down in history. Yeah. Somebody made the ridiculous yeah. comment it was super funny. I watched it with uh with with my dad, and uh you know he's a big u t fan and somebody made the comment to him after the game it's like. Probably the greatest watch watching one of the greatest college football games in history, and me and him both look at each other and we're like, "Uh, my man's hasn't seen the 2000, 2006 Rose Bowl." Um, so you know, we it's it's not just because it's your team, but it was such a fantastic yeah uh game of college football. Uh, forgetting fan bases for a moment, uh, obviously some poor coaching decisions by by Nick Saban, uh. But I think I mean, would you agree or disagree? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a few statements. Agree or disagree? The Heisman is Hendon Hooker's to lose at this point. Tennessee's quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I, okay. I think so. Um, um I, I think Georgia better. You know, do you think that that Georgia is worried right now? Is Georgia worried? Yes. Um I think that Georgia is a team that doesn't overest- or underestimate their opponents. They I believe they should and they go into every game with a uh you know a substantiated amount of war- of concern that you know there's a reason the games are played. Um, there's a reason why we don't just say, okay, this team wins. Uh, and I think that that's a good, I think that Alabama, I think that good teams do that. I think Alabama went into this week worried, um, because Tennessee's a good team. Um, I don't think going in worried is bad. I think no, going in no. scared is bad. Well, that's I, why I, I was part scared. I think
2: yeah. that's part one of the question. Well, let me ask you, this is, this goes from, you know, what do you think about the team in play? What do you think about Kirby smarts team? Should
1: they be worried? Uh, I, I Should they be worried? Yes, because I think you need to be worried because this is a good team. Should Tennessee be worried more than Georgia? Yes, I think Tennessee should be the underdog Tennessee, Tennessee, Um, Yeah, Tennessee has nothing to lose.
2: You know, I mean, going and losing to Georgia, if you keep it a game, you drop a couple of spots maybe. I mean, no big deal. No harm, no foul. Uh, I think this is – I think Tennessee can go out and beat Georgia. I don't know if they do. Uh, But it it should make for a very interesting matchup. Um, But, you know, a guy – that, that That team played they, they never lost it, you know there was always that feeling uh oh, Bama's about to all right Bama's about to take over, and uh you know they let they let forty nine points on the board, but let's not forget it's very hard as a defense to play as many as long on the field as Tennessee's defense has to play. I mean, when a team goes out there and is on the field for five minutes total, maybe, (laughs) you know, I mean, maybe a total of actually eight to nine real minutes. That's not a lot of time to sit on the sideline. And so I think both defenses were just absolutely gassed by the pace of play by both teams. Um, Georgia has not impressed me a lot this year. They, you know, they, they've been a little down from where, where they, where I thought they would be. They can win this football game. Uh, I think it is up to Tennessee to start fast. I think that's the bigger, you know, the bigger
1: portion uh, of that. I
2: don't even know when they play. But, I mean, that's just the next big
1: logical on-the-schedule game. Yeah, they play in two weeks. Um, I'm looking at Georgia's schedule. I think I might – I think – I don't know if Georgia is, is worried, but I think Tennessee can and should win this game. Georgia's schedule might be one of the most disappointing for a number one team that I've seen in a long time. And listen, I am of the mindset that when you win the big game, you're number one until you lose. It's funny. It's Um, funny. You you know,
2: (laughs) what's funny. You've rebrought that up because I think that was one of your early, you know, I know we just ask each other so many questions to, you know, just discuss this stuff, but that was one of your early, earlier sticking points on Georgia um, was, you know, can this team go undefeated? It looked like a very, uh, it looked like a very weak schedule, um, and I think yeah. that that's pretty much stayed accurate, uh, except for Tennessee. I think Tennessee is obviously a lot stronger than we expected, or you know Georgia expected. Uh, but it's funny that that's kind of the the question that comes back into your mind, uh, or your statement, I should say. That their their schedule is very weak, and I've not been I've not been impressed with. I mean, look, man, no. I can you know uh, going out and beating Auburn by thirty two is not super impressive, man. I mean, that's a team you should have hung sixty
1: on, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, but anyway, moving on like, from from um, Bama. Oh, go ahead. Um, um, yeah. So Tennessee ha- play, uh Georgia has a bye week, so Tennessee plays UT Martin, Kentucky, and then Georgia. Georgia plays Florida, and then Tennessee. I mean, they struggled against Missouri. That was their only game, and Kent State was close, but that's the only game that they had to actually be worried. I mean, I don't know if this team can... it, It takes a lot for young college kids to get in that mindset of, all right, let's go play a team where there's other adults on that field. Like You're not playing UT Martin. You're not playing kent state and samford i mean now how good is oregon i don't know they beat the living shadow oregon who's now number 11 that's a quality win for georgia i think that's the only quality win on their entire schedule um but you know what you can only play who you play sure i i would not be surprised if georgia wins by 12 points against tennessee i also wouldn't be surprised if tennessee wins by 12 points i think that these are the two best teams in I think this is – I don't – I'm not going to say the two best teams in college football. I think Ohio State's a very good team. I think Ohio State would beat Tennessee. Um, we but, have three. We have – and,
2: and also the bigger, bigger answer is we have three weeks. We don't know who's healthy, who's not healthy. I mean, yeah. one or two injuries in either of these teams can change the course of, of, of everything. Yeah. Uh, moving on from – I do have an answer for you. Who – Gary Bettman, whose name he could not – get correct and it's and it's Bobby it's a real problem man because Gary Bettman didn't just get a, you know a regular second or third liner his name incorrect he was calling Cale McCarr Caleb McCarr wow. Caleb McCarr I mean that is a that is a Norris trophy winning yeah. superstar on yeah. a Stanley Cup team yeah. that's that's a that's a problem. I mean, that's one yeah, of is. that's one of 10 to 15 guys that's your that's your money makers, okay? The guys that should that everybody should know their name, everybody should know, you know, their what they what they look like, you know, what team they play for, when they're playing, what awards they've had. And for the I, 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 we've called people the wrong names before. No problem, but nobody pays us, you know, 30 million dollars to 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 name, there's like there's like 15 awards, Bob. Okay, there's like 15 awards. Like, you don't think that it's important to remember the award winners of your, yeah. <laughs> you know, that win. Anyway, um, we're outside the NHL. Let's not get into Gary Bettmanship uh, yeah. too deeply. But I did yeah. want to say I'm yeah. not crazy.
1: <laughs> um, Robbie Anderson traded to the Arizona Cardinals after an on-field confrontation with the assistant coach. Um he was quickly asked to leave the field and go back to the locker room. This Panthers team is bad. They are falling apart at the seams. Um I did not think they'd be this bad. They are also shopping um CMC. Uh I believe DJ, uh was it is it DJ Char? Uh who else is on I'm trying to think who else. The one of the other receivers wants trade out of there. DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. So DJ Moore. DJ Moore wants to trade out of there. I mean, this is this is bad for that team. Well, uh, I think CMC it, we don't have to soon. worry.
2: Well, no, it, he may get traded soon, but only if the Panthers were absolutely joking with what they were telling people. Uh, they said in order to get CMC, you're going to need to trade two first round picks. And you are, if you're any team, you're absolutely an idiot to trade two first yeah. round picks. Christian McCaffrey is one of the most electric players that the NFL's ever seen. He misses a lot of games, though. Forget even that. Even if he played every single game ever, you've got an older guy that has two hundred plus touches in the years he's played in a dying position. In a dying position. No offense. Yeah. The running back position is is it has tons of people that can just step up and be an undrafted guy you know, and come in and play this position to risk your future for two round, two draft pick. If you're sitting there, you're the Rams or you're the bills. Hey man, I'm absolutely willing to trade my 30 pick or my 31 pick and a couple of second rounders or something. Sure. But NFL teams can't just give up all their first round picks uh, for a, an asset that may be gone in a couple of years. Love CMC. Yeah. I think that he, is a, he has a better fantasy opportunity wherever he goes. I just don't know uh, that if the, the Panthers want, want to get those two first-round picks, they're not getting that. In my opinion, yeah. they shouldn't get it. Uh, I think it's yeah, a little um, expensive.
1: Yeah, according to uh, Jeremy Fowler with ESPN, uh, the Rams have jumped in front of the Buffalo Bills as the most likely target uh, uh, landing spot for CMC. As right yeah. Now. having as six hours ago.
2: We can bring up I guess we can just kind of flip it to the the next one. Cam I Cam Akers has likely played his last snap as a Ram. Um I think that definitely does give the the Rams a leg up. If you can get them to accept a first round pick in Cam Akers for CMC, as a guy that obviously is having some personal issues with the team. Uh, I think that's the best you're going to get. I think it's a good opportunity for the Panthers to, you know, get a new running back in there. It's not like they they you know go to go from nothing uh, from CMC to nothing, and then get that pick. And you can maybe get a third or a fourth round pick in there as well. Uh, but you know, Sh- Sean McVay may want CMC and may put on put out in the on the surface that he wants CMC, uh, but I don't think he's willing to risk the future of his franchise i mean this is not a guy that's yeah. a win at all costs type of guy he's a super bowl winning coach that wants to follow in the footsteps of bill belichick you know so yeah. uh so I, I don't i don't fear that they may have moved ahead of in the in the sweepstakes but only because of that little piece of cam acres that they are able yeah. to kind of
1: trade off yeah um, moving into our main topic of the day today, we are talking about the goalie carousel of the NHL and whether or not things need to or should change. Um, nearly half the league added at least one goalie this offseason. We see names like Jack Campbell, Vanacek, Murray, who's on the long term IR right now, uh, and Cam Talbot all have a very bad first week. Um, we also see, uh, you know, Martin Jones and uh, Mrazek also have bad starts to the season. Um, is it time to look into fresh, younger talent rather than take a gamble on big names who might be seen as the "quote unquote" safe bet? Because um, for years we've seen maybe one or two new names at goalie put into the the, the you know the thirty two teams. Um, you know, but we always see you know Mark whether it's Mark Andre Fleury or you know any of the names I just listed, they're going from team to team every season. Do you think it's time that teams start taking gambles on young players and getting young fresh blood in between the crease?
2: No. I mean, I not in not in terms of there should be a complete shift of the thought process of general managers. Um you know, we have 8 to 9 guys move and 2 to 3 of those guys do well. I would say 33% success rate in a you know free agency situation is is worth it. Uh I think that those young guys are going to rise to the cream of the crop no matter what. Uh we have guys that that will do that. Uh I mean UC Saros is a is a good young example of a guy that we forever sitting back up for Pecka were not sold on as a as a starting goaltender. Uh and sat behind Pekka and then Overtook Pekka and became that guy. I think that, uh, and I think this is in a lot of sports. Being in the league and learning the league is is valuable. Uh, so, I, no, I don't think that this is. I think the young, the good young goalie talent gets their chance. I think that anybody can go out and have a good game. I mean, we saw an accountant pulled out from the stands, come in and play, and have a good game. That man didn't get a signed contract. He didn't go to you know. He didn't he didn't come and you know get to play in the NHL. What he did was an amazing feat, and I don't want to take that away from him. But no, I I think that I think that anybody can have one or two great nights. I think that it that it's tough to go in, especially going from a backup and then kind of taking over a team, uh, and especially a team like we talked about uh, in the in the fantasy show, the Oilers. We're talking about Campbell right now, but the Oilers have done this to goalies, goalie after goalie, year after year. Uh, to the point where is this is this not a scheme issue? I mean, if everybody is on the rush to score a goal, then uh, you know, eventually you're going to kind of get put in some bad situations. I uh, I love the question. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good question, but I I'm I'm one of those guys that I think the longer you're in this league, the more you're able to learn, uh the more you're able to film study and learn guys' habits, the better you are. And I think that's that's tough for that 18 to 20 four-year-old guy that's never played. Uh, So I would lean towards, hey, as a general manager, I'm going to go sign a guy rather than hope that this guy is the guy for me. I'd much rather him rise to the occasion and me just have wasted money on a goalie rather than me just take the risk straight up.
1: Yeah, I I think for the most part, I agree that there should not be a complete shift in the thought process and the scheme for goalies. However, I I I'm looking here. The goalie musical chairs going into the season was 18. 18 teams brought in a new goalie. Almost all of these teams put these goalies as a starter. That's a large percentage of this league who brought in new goalies. And a lot of these teams, I mean are are not off to a hot start. Um and these are all all 18 of these are goalies that have been in the league and have, I mean, I think – actually, I'm sorry, 17. Well, 17, 17 of the 18. Nashville brought in uh, Lincoln and uh who uh, was not previously on the NHL team, I believe. Well, no, they, he was – But Arizona, he's but played he NHL really, before. Yeah, yeah. He's sure. played in NHL, but I wouldn't really consider him part of the goalie carousel. So he is a young guy. Honestly, that's, um,
2: a, that's a very surprising stat. Uh, I really I, – I mean, it's it's kind of eye-opening. But what I would like to say to that is that statistics can be misleading – How many of these, how many of these 18 guys that have come to a new team and become a starter left a team where they did well as a starting goalie before,
1: you know, I mean, so that would be
2: my bigger question is Jack Campbell left and went to Edmonton, not because he did poorly, but because he did well. Yeah, um, and so, so that would be my bigger argument is, I I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a, a very interesting stat, but it's a lot easier to put it in perspective because there's only one goalie on every team. Whereas if we did this same stat with defensemen, I mean, there's six defensemen sure. on every team. Absolutely. So it it is now granted there being only one goalie makes it that much more important to the overall yeah. you know, scheme of things. Um, uh, but, uh, i mean uh a- avalanche won this past year with the goalie they've brought in, so i so that would be yes. that would be one thought process that I had on it uh but a very interesting stat definitely definitely one of those that kind of made me think you know kind of rethink my position a little bit that eighteen new you know eighteen goalies that have already been goalies are now new goalies uh Maybe, maybe, maybe it is time for guys to take a risk. I think that I think the bigger problem with those GMs taking a risk, though, is that you don't get too
1: long to to risk it for your job. Yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, yeah, Yeah, I, I think that it also highly depends on the situation you are in as a team. If you are, say, um, Chicago, take a chance. I mean, you're, you're. your outlook in the uh, at the in the regular season is not necessarily great. Bring in a young guy, get him some NHL playing time, let him take some shots from professional uh, hockey players, see if he is up to snuff. If you are a team like Toronto or uh, I mean uh, the Rangers, don't don't I mean uh, the Rangers don't eat to. They have one of the best goalies in the NHL. But if you're a team like maybe the Islanders or um, you know a, a, any of these teams that are contenders, don't take chances on it. You got guy. Bring in a guy who won't lose you games um if you are in need of a goalie. I think that's important that there are teams that need a goalie who won't lose games. There are teams that need goalies that will win games and then there are teams that just need a goalie. Um, so I think that I, I think that there eventually will come a change um in, in thinking, but I don't think that time is now. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No. Um, let's move into games of the week.
0: Of the week. Bobby and Brandon do the work so you don't have to. The best from around the NHL and what to watch.
1: All righty. We have our first record update of the season. We are tied both at three and two. For those listening last week, uh, you know that we have started putting a dollar on each of our games. Uh, and so we are counting our record, but also how much we've made. Um, or how much we've lost in total. Um, so each week we, it will be a total of $5 bet and hopefully we come back positive. Um, I came back with $5 and 44 cents this week. You came back with $5 and 40 cents. Um, that Boston game, uh, the, they were the underdogs against Florida really saved my ass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think of the only pick of our, our, our picks that won. that was the underdog pick, um, I think, but I think also mostly most of our picks were the uh, the overdog, if you will. Uh, you kind of already see with some of the picks that you've put on the board. Um, that uh, I think that the money aspect of things is going to change our. Oh yes. Change our aspect, you know, change the way that we operate. Uh, I think at, at one point, one of us is going to see, hey the win for the game, the picked games is inevitable for me. I'm going to go with the, that better option on picked wins and the other one's going to see, I have a much better chance to win money. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just try to pick five crazy underdogs this week. Uh, yeah. So I think it is going to kind of change the the whole aspect of things, but I mean, a really close week you ended up, plus 44 cents. I ended up plus 40 cents. Uh, I think it's a little different because it's not necessarily, I'm not going and betting straight money lines every, you know, every day. Uh, So, so that will kind of, that will kind of change things up that, uh, I mean, it's hard to pick five games in a row. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm saying, I mean, what I'm saying, Bob is, that I'm not normally going and putting money on a minus 195 team because of the values, not really there to me. Um, And so that's what I'm seeing is that it's hard to make money this way because really we're trying to pick winners and the money for picking winners doesn't always
1: yeah. Like, and that's uh, why we're only doing a dollar and not five, you know, that's exactly. why we're doing five ten dollar bets. I mean
2: I mean the big thing is if we bet ten dollars each, I would have ended up with fifty-four dollars and you would have ended up with fifty four dollars and forty cents. You know, I mean it's not a whole lot of money that um uh, that uh, that we could bring in with just the with just the dollar and pick and game. So I think this is gonna definitely make it a super interesting season. Uh, yeah. because ultimately all that Matt, you know, one of us is going to pick one side that we think is more important. Uh, and I think it'll depend on how we end things. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, won, yeah. Brandon, but I won. I got this much more money than you or, or, <laughs> vice versa. Yeah. uh, we both, obviously
1: one of us could win both.
2: And then in which case it doesn't matter. And then you can just smack talk the other one to know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so start, I'll start us off uh, on Thursday night. I've got Washington at Ottawa. and this is one of those games where I took the value. I don't the odds aren't released yet, but I'm assuming Ottawa's going to be the underdog. If they're at home, I'm taking Ottawa. I want that value. Uh
2: OK, so correcting my first first game of the week. Uh, Hurricanes playing the Oilers, 8 p.m, Thursday night. <clears throat> Man, this is, this is tough. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes, though. The Oilers have not been super strong and having some goaltender struggles, as we've talked about, Bob. Um, So I am actually going to go with the Hurricanes for uh, Thursday at 8 p.m. on the 20th.
1: Nice. Um, My second game on Friday, I've got Seattle at Colorado. I'm not taking the value. I'm going Colorado to win this game straight up. Yeah, I thought about that one, but it was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm,
2: I'm, I think it incentivizes picking those big time games between two big time teams because no matter who you pick, uh, you're gonna get a decent, uh, decent chance to win closer to your even money. Uh, but like the pick, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely one of those, uh, those, those safer picks early on that you can that you can go with. The Colorado's looked really, really good. Lightning playing the Panthers, 6.30 p.m. on Friday, the 21st. Uh, battle between two Florida teams. Uh, Lightning have started 1-2. and two. Uh, Panthers have started 2-1. and one. I'm actually going to go with the Lightning here. Uh, maybe get a little bit of positive money. Maybe not as much positive money as you're going to get in that Ottawa game. Uh, but uh, I think that that's going to be a good option tampa playing away in florida but not super far from the from the home ice so i'm gonna go with tampa there
1: yeah um at the third one i've got minnesota at boston i think minnesota the you know they started off a little slow i think they pick it up i think they beat boston in boston for this noon game on saturday
2: yeah don't hate that at all um and I, and I think you, with the way that Boston's been playing and the way that Minnesota's been playing, I think you might be able to get a little bit of positive money there. Uh, so yeah. Not a not a pick that I hate at all. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Flyers playing the Preds, 7 p.m. Saturday, the 22nd. Flyers are two and zero. Preds are are two and two as of the time we picked this. I. I'm going to go with the Predators. Uh, Predators home on a Saturday night against a team that started strong. But again, two games is a small sample size. I'm going to go with
1: the Predators to win uh, against the Flyers. Yeah. Um, I got the Islanders going into Florida. This one I was a little torn on. I really like the Islanders, but I think I think Florida pulls this one out. It's going to be a close game, but Florida pulls this out on Sunday that looks
2: like the type of game that you may get some bad odds, you know, minus 200 or, or, or so. So uh, that is one of those that kind of scares me a little bit. I don't know if I'm picking that right now to win 50 cents. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of the way that I'm looking at a lot of my picks, but it should net you 50 cents. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would have to imagine that you should be netting uh 50 on that one. My Sunday game. I have, uh, I don't think it's the ne- I don't think it's the best of the other. I, I really like this Columbus Blue Jackets uh, New York Rangers game, and I almost picked that, but I actually decided
1: to go with the Ducks playing the Red Wings, and
2: uh, Ducks one and two, Detroit two zero and one right now. Uh, even without Tyler Bertuzzi playing at home there the Ducks team has has not been strong. Uh I'm going to go with the Red Wings. I think the Red Wings are a team, oh, Yeah, I like again, that. You you've liked and I think I'm going to get some decent money uh, for opportunities on that as well as a good pick for the win.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um so my last game um on Monday I was a little torn for this one but I ended up going with Pittsburgh uh, over Edmonton in Edmonton. I think that, I don't think the odds are great on that, but I think that hopefully the odds, that I hopefully I win my first game of the week and that kind of allows me to be a little bit safer with the best of them.
2: Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I mean, Pittsburgh has been playing well, Edmonton has not. Uh, I think we both picked against Edmonton a couple of times. I'm betting one of us will win one of those, so. Yeah, uh, and then for my final game, uh, this is my kind of not outlandish, but a little more outlandish. Uh, Blues playing the Jets, seven p.m. on Monday. But i actually decided to go with the Jets there, playing at home. I think I can get a uh, some decent money. I'm guessing I'm going to get a a hell of a buck game. So I'm going to go with the Jets. I think that that is not necessarily gonna gonna net me as much money at potentially as Washington Ottawa would for you. But that is my uh, little bit of uh, you know, outlandish pick to kinda hopefully cap
1: off a decent week. Yeah. Um, all right, so that wraps it up uh for our uh games of the week. Let's move in to Joke of the Week. The weird.
0: Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that wild i think that i think the first read was a good one now now i'm overthinking it. outlandish each sixth chick sat on a stick Little tongue twister and downright dumb I'm kidding you. it's time for the joke of the week
1: all right so we have a first we have a little update on one of our former jokes of the weeks uh we talked about how these fishermen were caught cheating by stuffing their catches with weights and belays they have been they face felony charges um they have had their uh they've had their boat uh uh, pose- uh taken in uh a grand jury has an indicted runyon and kaminsky on charges of cheating attempted grand theft and possessing criminal tools according to the cuyahoga county prosecutor's office charges are fifth degree felonies meaning they could each bring a punishment up to 12 months in prison and twenty five hundred dollars in fines I don't know if they will have to pay back all their winnings, though, Um, because if not, they still make it out pretty nice. Yeah, Um, I don't know
2: if they have to go to jail. I mean, jail kind of sucks.
1: So, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's a little update. So at least there is some punishment being handed down for, you know, and maybe that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't brought light to it. So who knows? See,
2: that was I mean, that was us. That was us. We are just doing good out in the world, buddy. I'm really I'm really proud of us. dude.
1: And now for our uh, joke of the week, you know, they may have beat Alabama, but they still find a way to find to get that L. The, the Vols, the Tennessee Vols Athletic Department is asking for the fans to help pay for the replacing the goalposts that were torn down and the fine that they incurred by the fans rushing on the field. Now, I want to say that the this is a billion with a B valued athletic department. They have such a large endowment to use for football. It is insane and they are asking fans to pay. They have currently raised almost $160,000, which is 106% of what they were asking for. There was two weeks remaining and they and, and when we started this, when when we when we right before we started recording, they had 2,800 donors. There was currently 3,005 donors.
2: Yeah. Um, it is, it, is, it is such a ridiculous thing, especially since it was, uh, you know, the president, the, you know, uh, the donors were all like, we'll pay for it. Just do it. Just do it. You know, go have fun. You yeah. know, take it down. Like it's worth, it's worth it. Uh, if you're actually going to, you know, make them pay for it. What a joke, man. What an absolute joke. Uh Again, we 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 said we'll follow up on this if they actually do because I'm convinced that it's gotta be an absolute joke. It can it cannot be. Uh, you can't have a hundo, a hundo billion, uh, not a hundo billion. You can't have a billion have a billion in the bank, and uh, you know have somebody pay for your your minuscule little fine. To, you know, yeah. like, uh, but uh, you know what a joke, but. Uh I'm just super glad that we have our first official update on the joke of the week. We have influenced the world, Bobby. And yes. weirdly enough it's just the fishing world which we didn't have a whole lot of interest in beforehand but um now that we're a big part of it I think that we you know we probably want to get more involved. I mean yeah. you know we'll just go up to fishing tournaments be like oh hey yeah oh no good to see you good to see you who are you (laughs) oh yeah we're just the guy that exposed those cheaters no big deal
1: no big deal gary bettman heard it (laughs) he forgot our name but you know he heard it he forgot our (laughs) name he called him it's it's bobbo and 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 brandy (laughs) uh but all right uh let's move into what are you binging um I recently started binging in the rings of power. I kind of lost interest in it around it after episode three and I'm getting back into it. Now it's episode four. Um, and, and it, episode four seems to be a, a bit better and I, I'm excited to see where it goes now.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, we talked about it, you know, it's more of just, we had so much going on, uh, finished. She Hulk. Uh, oh, fantastic. You really have to watch it, bro. It's so, it, it, it is very yeah. good. Uh, I need to get back into it. Uh, House of the Dragon, you know, has is, is been going on. There's just so much. Uh, so uh, Rings of Power is going to kind of circulate into my wheelhouse. Um, before I mention my two, what are you binging? I will say that I'm very excited for season three of Mythic Quest that's coming out. Uh, super yeah. jazzed up about that. Looking forward to it. I think November 11th uh, is when we're looking nice. at it. Oh, yeah. so. But what I have been binging is I discovered Abbott Elementary, which is about uh, which is about a uh, elementary. It's about elementary school teachers in in Philly, in in the poorer sections of Philly, and you know, kind of the. uh, It's almost like a Parks and Rec type of deal, you know, where they're aware of the cameras and them doing the. Super love it, man. Uh, I watched the first season is on HBO max and I think season one and four episodes of the new season,
1: season two are on Hulu. So love it,
2: man. Uh, But also
1: Uh, when you were saying that I was really hoping it was going to be like in the same universe and we might eventually see a crossover.
2: Oh, I can't, uh, I don't know who, who does it. I don't know if it's ABC, NBC or what. So I don't know. There could be obviously be a crossover, but I don't, I don't know. But, uh, also an Apple TV show, uh, Maya Rudolph, who is amazing, uh, kills it in almost everything. You know, not almost, she kills it in everything she does. Uh, her Apple TV show loot, uh, where she is married to a billionaire in the, the first episode. Uh, she discovers he's cheating and they get divorced. And then it, and then she has $87 billion. And so she's now just super rich, almost like a McKenzie Scott type of situation, yeah. uh, with Jeff Bezos, but my, she does such a good, and so what the premise is, is she gets involved in her, she gets a phone call from her, uh, her charity that she now owns probably in the divorce. And, um uh, they're them wanting her to calm down and stop partying so much after the divorce, and so she decides that she's going to be way involved in this charity, and is going to work there every day. uh, With you know, with your regular kooky cast, it is. I'm I'm about five episodes in, and it is super funny, man. I mean, you said she, it's called Loot. It's called Loot, yeah, L O O T. Like she's looted the place. Cool. Uh oh, yeah. Uh, The it's on Apple uh, Apple TV. So uh, one of their originals, yeah. very, very good. I mean, they've done super good with Ted Lasso. They've done really well with Mythic yeah. West.
1: Uh, another show I've been wanting to get into is Wrexham. I don't know if you've seen that, Rexham. I uh, have not. I, it looks a lot, kind of like along lines of Ted Lasso. It's got, um, was it Ryan Reynolds and the guy wow. from Always Sunny? Um, then they are like, they play themselves and they go and buy an English Premier team. Oh, uh, Oh, so Rob McElhaney. Yeah. He they really do that though. That's just real life. Yeah, but they okay. made a sitcom
2: about it though. Okay, they made like, okay.
1: a comedy about it based That's around super that. funny. I was like, yeah, they yeah. did that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but they they made a comedy, I believe, like about it, like, uh, like a kind of like the style of Ted Lasso. Funny. We're talking It's obviously what, very dramatized about it, but yeah. We're
2: we're talking what are you binging? Uh I watched um uh, two epi- I've watched two episodes at this point and I don't know if I'm going to continue. It's it's strange but two episodes of severance with Adam Scott Um, severance. Okay. And it's also Apple TV plus, Um, but essentially the, he works in this company lumens and his work life and memories are severed from his personal life. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. I've seen
1: the preview of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so uh, I've watched a couple episodes of that and I mean, I love Adam Scott. I don't know if it's my style of show, but
1: for It looks very Black Mirror style.
2: Very much, very much so. So I I want to say the folks that like that style, uh there's no complaints in the uh the production level of it. It's more of I need to kind of watch a little more to determine if it's for if the show overall is for me. Not uh, yeah. not quality, not uh, not the acting level. Uh, a lot of big names that you'll see in that show. So yeah, I mean, Apple TV is is really kind of kind of kicked off. I'm I'm excited for Ted Lasso three, but I'm very
1: excited for Mythic Quest three. If you haven't yeah. watched it, please watch it because it's so Going good. do to, yeah. Uh, let's move into what's snapping their stick. Bobby
0: and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks.
1: All right. This one came up while we were, while I was at the uh, Preds game. Uh, we were up in the, I was up in the All with the wife uh, wanting to watch the Washington game. It was Thursday night. Um, you know, I had my commander's hat on with the Preds jersey. Yeah, I was excited for the commanders to have a primetime game couldn't watch it no and this is not the fault of bridgestone they uh could not get amazon prime on the tvs up there and it makes sense uh they have no way of getting they'd have to have a fire stick or a smart tv on every single one of these tvs in the arena um and that it's kind of like i don't like that the only way you can watch it is the prime it was one thing when it was also showed on prime But the fact that it's not shown on regular cable as well is really disappointing. And it it really, it really snaps my stick.
2: Yeah, and it it, it definitely needs to change the way the world watches things. You know, I mean, it's just implausible to imagine a sports bar or, uh, you know, a, a big stadium. To have a Fire Stick in every single one of those TVs and have somebody go set up the TV for every single one of those, you know, Fire Sticks, uh, it's it's a little odd. Uh, love yeah. love it being on Prime. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't really care at this point in my life. I have everything that I can need to watch yeah. whatever I need to watch. Uh, but that's annoying. For sure. I mean, yeah. that's something that we love being at the, uh, you know, being at games and being able to watch the other sports is a big, is a big bonus of being in the, uh, the all-inclusive zone there. Um, so, yeah, and that sucks.
1: Uh, that, that, that definitely haven't really thought about it. Yeah. I, I haven't been out yeah. for a Thursday yeah. night game, so. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, Amazon is a multi-billion dollar company. Buy yourself one of the, just a, a 1,000th channel on cable or on Comcast and, and dish. And, and even if it's, you know, just get yourself on regular station. Even if it's a mm. package that mm. places have to buy, if you have super, to buy the Amazon prime channel, super easy for a guy, good.
2: super easy for a guy like you to say, Bobby, Oh, just buy the channel. Uh, do you want Jeff Bezos to drop below three digis when it comes to billions? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be such a jerk, buddy. The guy's trying to protect his investment. I mean, Uh, he's a really good guy that just wants to make sure that streamers can watch Thursday night football too. No, I absolutely agree. What a joke. Uh, You know, everybody should be able to watch all NFL games. It should be mandated through the constitution. Yes. Uh, So mine also, also uh, accessibility related. I don't know if you've seen anything uh, come up on this but uh traditionally the ads on in a hockey game on the sideboards are all just purchased by somebody and they're not actually what's in the stadium and so those ads will run and traditionally they have you know if you see a skater skating on the down the screen quickly it kind of it's kind of blurry because the guy's moving down the screen. We can't have a perfect still shot of this guy in portrait mode going down. Well, normally the ads used to do that as well with the player, have that kind of blur as guys are moving back and forth across the ice. Well, the NHL has kind of turned that blur factor off for the ads. And so now you'll have a a flat ad running through, and the guy is kind of blurred behind it, distracting you to pull you onto the ad. Well, that's annoying as is. already. I mean, nobody wants to not watch the guy break down the ice. I've seen pictures of ones with black ads on the side, like a DraftKings black ad on the sideboard, which is... If you know anything about hockey, Bobby, you may recall that the puck is black. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and so if if behind the puck is black, then you can't see the black puck because everything is black in the area. So that's another thing. But then in the Oilers game, the colors of their jerseys went into the ad. And the ad went over the top of players, so you can't even see what's actually happening. And so, you know, the complaints are being made to the NHL, to the the TV stations. So the NHL doing what they do, stepping up to the plate, being ballers. uh, You know what they did, Bob? They corrected everything, right? Hmm. Of course. They did not do that. Uh, but you know what they said? You know what they Shocker. said? You know what they said? They said, you know, well, they may not like it, but eventually they'll get used to it, as with all things in hockey. so Jesus Christ. So uh, unless you want to stop watching hockey, Bobby, just realize that, uh, that all the people that want us to watch hockey and their goal is for us to watch hockey is to tell us, Sucks for you because <laughs> yeah. uh, because you're gonna watch this or you're not gonna watch it. But either way, yeah. you're gonna get used to it. So yeah. uh, it's not we're not in the what a joke, but uh, NHL. You don't know what your nor you don't know your Norris winning uh, Trophy winning player. Uh, you don't know
1: when to when to give up on the ad section. So you're a joke. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, we will see you all again next week. for Brandon. I'm Bobby. This has been Pucks Out Podcast. Peace. See you later.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram
2: at Pucks out Pod.